Hello, my children. Welcome to Sunday School Bonanza, brought to you by This Week in Mormons, which you can find at thisweekinmormons.com and facebook.com slash thisweekinmormons. Contact at thisweekinmormons.com to send us an email. Wonderful things all around. Speaking of wonderful, I am here with the most wonderful thing to ever happen in the East Valley of Arizona. That would be Patricia Oxier. Hi, guys. Thanks Hi. for having me back. <laughs> it's so good. It's been so long. I know. This is why we're here. Wonderful. We've got a great lesson this week. We're going to talk all about missionary work. Good yeah. times. So, oh, sorry, the lesson's lesson 11. The field is white, all ready to harvest. Go ahead, Patricia. Sorry to cut you off. And low. Um, yeah, this lesson, um, w- w- while I was reading it over, it really inspired me to um, make the gospel a more integral part of my life. I think Good. that there are a lot of barriers, oddly enough, um, that get in the way, even though we all have this like great... Um, desire for missionary work sometimes when it actually happens um or when we have the opportunity we get a little scared but you know we talk we can talk about how examples uh, from church history and from the doctrine and covenants can really help us be inspired um the i know oftentimes we make fun of the attention activities um because they're (laughs) often somewhat silly but the one for this lesson was actually pretty powerful pretty good Yeah, yeah yeah Pretty good. It starts off talking about Samuel Smith, of course, um, Joseph Smith's brother. He was an early missionary. He was called in April 1830 to go around to neighboring towns in New York to introduce people to the Book of Mormon. And people were not very receptive at all. He had very little success, but he did end up um, giving a Book of Mormon to a man named uh, Phineas Young. Phineas. Phineas Young. Okay. Um, Oh, no, you're right. No, it's Phineas. Yeah. Sure. I think I think you have the name for your first son. Just correct us, <laughs> listeners. I know someone listening knows how it's pronounced. Right. Um, so, and he also left a copy of the Book of Mormon with John P. Green, who was a minister. And you know, these two people were basically the only people that he could get to talk to. Um, and he might have felt like a failure in that he wasn't able to convert a lot of people. But of course, out of um, uh, Phineas Young and Rhoda Green had a brother named Brigham, you might have heard of him, who was later converted and became the second president of the church. And also when you think of all the um, missionary work that Brigham Young was able to do, especially through his friend Heber C. Kimball, um, yeah. in their their work in um, the United Kingdom, they were able to convert thousands. And there's so many people in the church who are in the church because of um, these two people that Sam Sam Smith was able to reach. So it's an incredible um, witness that just a small effort of missionary work, even if you feel it was unsuccessful, can potentially be incredibly successful. Yeah, and it's funny you say the British thing, because if you were to look at census data for the U.S., uh, a lot, the majority in a lot of states, people descend from, are of German descent in the U.S., but Utah is this island of British descent because of how productive the missionaries were in the British Isles. Back in the days and back when the call was put forth for all the saints to gather together uh, in Utah. Sorry, a little bit of a side note there. But um, so we talk about here, what are the things we have to do to be good missionaries? And of course, what does it say in Doctrine and Covenants section four, the classic missionary section, verses one through two. Verse one, now behold, a marvelous work is about to come forth among the children of men. Two, therefore, O ye that embark in the service of God, see that ye serve him with all your heart, might, mind, and strength, that you may stand blameless before God at the last day. I, I still hear this in Spanish whenever I recite it just from my <laughs> MTC days. But um, it's a great question, though. What does it mean? What is it, What is the Lord requiring of us? He's requiring all of our heart, might, mind, and strength. 
everything that we have to build his kingdom. Um, I think it is very difficult as Latter-day Saints sometimes to devote that energy with everything else that we have decided that we have going on uh, in our lives. But we are, we are blessed and delivered by the Lord when we open our mouths and serve him with everything that we have. There's a great story in here that I'd never seen in my life about Joseph Smith Sr. I'd never read this before. Right. This, this, is, this was incredible. So because you hear about Joseph Smith Sr. being a man of faith, uh, with many experiences with Joseph and supporting the church and telling him his visitations were of God, etc., etc. But here's a great story. And it's from History of the Church. So Joseph Smith Jr. was filled with the testimony of the truth and was always anxious to share it with others. Did I say junior? Senior. He was almost 60 when he made the tedious journey to carry the gospel to his father and mother, his sisters and brothers. Soon after his return home, he was imprisoned for a small debt of $14 rather than deny the divinity of the Book of Mormon and be forgiven of the debt. He was cast into a cell with a condemned murderer and left for four days without food. Later, he was transferred to the prison workyard where he preached the gospel and converted two persons whom he later baptized. He was in prison a full month before his family was able to obtain his release. I never knew that there any sort of incarceration was ever involved in Joseph Smith Sr.'s life. And uh, that speaks volumes about his commitment. And I love that he was an effective missionary with his family and then with people in the prison yard. You know, he was just, there was no, no one was above or beneath the gospel in his eyes. Right. That's super important. And it really shows how, I mean, hopefully we won't be cast into prison uh, for um, sharing our testimony of the gospel, but I think it shows the incredible um, consecration that had happened in Joseph Smith Sr.'s life where he was able to turn everything over to the Lord. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, and, you know, before you can actually serve the Lord and to share the gospel, you have to prepare. And just like you would prepare for a full-time mission, you should prepare to share the gospel in your own lives. You know, I never served a full-time mission for the church, but I, I'm i grateful for my parents who took preparing and uh, learning about the gospel pretty seriously. You know, we read the scriptures as a family every day. We had consistent family home evening. And I think what that did for me is it helped me prepare so that now I can share the gospel and I, I have a good understanding of it. And I love, you know, I love the scriptures. So, um, whether or not we are in or preparing to serve full-time missions, there are very important things that we need to develop, um, to prepare to serve or to prepare to share the gospel. One thing is to develop the desire, um, pray for the desire. I know some, sometimes we just don't feel like it. It's easier to not, um, share the gospel, but you know, we have to pray, um, pray about it and pray for opportunities. Um, we have to be obedient. You know, we have to take the commandment seriously and really strive to become better. Um, and, you know, the, the attributes that we develop, the attributes that we need to have, um, in doctrine and covenant section four, which you mentioned earlier, talks about having faith, hope, charity, and love with an eye single to the glory of God. Um, and also to have a virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, brotherly kindness, godliness, charity, humility, and diligence. I mean, all of those, we don't have to be perfect in those attributes, of course, before we share the gospel, but as we strive to become better, um, we'll have a better understanding of how we can share the gospel. So that's an, those are all really important ways yeah, of yeah. how we can prepare to serve the Lord. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. And it's funny that it's in this lesson. I, I realized in the ensign of 2013 in February, the first presidency message also built on this a bit. It's from President Uchtdorf. 
And he talked about four other things that we can do to prepare ourselves. And I just like the sort of contemporary spin on everything. Right. Practical ways that we can be better member missionaries. Uh, the first one he said was just to be a light, be a good example, live the gospel, and and make sure people know that, not in a you know in their face sort of way, but don't be shy about it. And building on that to be conversational about the gospel. He shares some great stories about just ways that his wife uh, is just very casual about uh, the gospel. One thing I realized is in our like at work and stuff, we go back to work on a Monday. People ask how our weekends were, and usually I know I'm very prone to this. I summarize things I did on Friday night on Saturday. How often do I leave out all the stuff I did at church on Sunday? And I think that's very normal for a lot of us. And yeah, that's a huge part of our weekend. You know, it's like one whole day. So that's another thing to bring up. Be full of grace. Don't be judgmental. Don't be, he mentions not being mean or, or toxic in conversations online. And be filled with faith, sort of as Patricia alluded to before. So another thing to think about. Sorry, Patricia, not trying to take away from you. No, it was great. I I remember hearing... Um you know, uh, reading this and deciding, you know, I'm going to start with Sunday. Because oftentimes, you know, I'll talk about Friday and Saturday and we just ran out of time. You know, we have to do, sure. we actually have to work at work, which is really annoying. Um, the worst. <laughs> totally. Um, so I've started um, these conversations by beginning with what happened on Sunday. Another you know, idea. just talking about, you know, being a Relief Society president is easy because you can talk about, oh, well, I, you know, I was in a meeting or I was able to help someone. But, you know, just talk about like what you did for your calling or an interesting lesson. And you don't have to get into this long gospel dis discussion, but just let the person know like church is an important part of your life. And this is, you know, an important thing. Exactly. And then, of course, another thing to consider is that the, as we say, the field is white. That is to promote a sense of urgency in the way we go about this. We can't delay when it comes to missionary work. Uh, so many times in my life, before my mission, after my mission, I mean, we often, those of us who have served missions often use them as sort of a benchmark, but it's not the two years of perfection by any means. But uh, people are ready to receive the gospel. And just like it says in Doctrine and Covenants 44, he that thrusteth in his sickle with his might will receive great uh, treasures in heaven. Delaying is a very, very risky thing because of fear, because of any number of things. And I love this uh, little quote, the story from President Eyring, uh, who was in the Quorum of the Twelve when he shared this. He said, it's easy to say the time isn't right, but there is a danger in procrastination. Uh, years ago, I worked for a man in California. He hired me. He was kind to me. He seemed to regard me highly. I may have been the only Latter-day Saint he ever knew well. I don't know all the reasons I found to wait for a better moment to, to talk with him about the gospel. I just remember my feeling of sorrow when I learned after he had retired and lived far away that he and his wife had been killed in a late-night drive to their home in Carmel, California. He loved his wife. He loved his children. He loved his parents. He loved his grandchildren. And he will love their children and will want to be with them forever. Now, I don't know how the crowds will be handled in the world to come, but I suppose that I will meet him, that he will look into my eyes, and that he will see in them the question, how you knew, why didn't you tell me? Uh, and that is, you know, foreboding in a sense, but um, why would we, why would we want to wait? It's so easy countless times in my life to, uh, that I've realized there's times I could have talked about the church in a fine way, but I just didn't for this reason, for that reason, because it's not the perfect reason, quote unquote. And yeah. if we, if we're always waiting for that, then we're gonna have a problem. And so. of course, you know, President Iring has had the chance to since then share the gospel with many people Obviously. which is awesome so we don't have to focus on people we may have missed but focus on who's in our lives now that we can share the gospel with now yeah. 
And, you know, uh, another barrier I think that people have to sharing the gospel is the fear that they won't know what to say, Um, (laughs) which is a legitimate concern. You don't want to, you know, get put in situations where you don't know the answer or um, or maybe even it's a contentious situation. And I think that's a legitimate concern, you know, and the Doctrine of Covenants is rife with um, advice, mostly focusing on, you know, first seek to obtain my word. Um, so study, give it prayerful consideration. I think that's why um, studying the scriptures daily is so important because, you know, getting that foundation of knowledge, it makes it easy to mm-hmm. share that with people around us. Um, also, you know, Doctrine and Covenants talks a lot about not fearing what man can do, but putting your fo- your faith and trust in God. Right. And I think just over becoming, making that leap of faith, um, and overbecoming, overcoming the fear um, is really important. And to go along with that, I think that often we have a lack of confidence in our speaking or teaching ability. Um, you know, we're not all confident in sharing the things that are very personal to us. And in Doctrine and Covenants 14.8, um, he gives us some advice and he says, It shall come to pass that if you shall ask the Father in my name in faith believing, ye shall receive the Holy Ghost, which giveth utterance, that ye may stand as a witness of the things which ye shall both hear and see, and also that ye may declare repentance unto the just, this generation. You know, so just pray and then have faith in yourself. You might feel yeah. like what you're saying sounds really stupid, <laughs> you know, or you may come off and say, you know, I just sounded like a complete moron. But I think... Um, we need to give ourselves a little m- bit more credit and just yeah. realize, you know, we have important things to share. We do. And the Lord promises us great blessings. We're not going to go through this exhaustive list here at the end. I encourage you to read sections 4, 18, 31, 71, 84, and 100. If you're limited on time, I really would encourage 4, 18, and 31 in particular. But to think about various ways the Lord has blessed you when you have shared the gospel, whether that may be the feelings that you have had as you've shared the gospel uh, how you felt when the Lord has opened your heart, when he has opened your mouth, um, how the Lord has inspired you in sharing the gospel with others, how the Lord has, has bared you up, has helped you with your burdens, um, and how the Lord has sustained you mentally. Any other experiences that you've had surrounding these things? These are great things to think about, to really ponder. And I hope if, when we have those experiences, it's great to write them in a journal. There's great reason why we're instructed to keep journals. And write those experiences down because you will have more of them. And that's a promise. Absolutely. The Lord has promised you that. I promise you that. Um, so I encourage you to read those sections and really think about them. And think about how you can better be a member missionary and not be afraid. Because the worst thing that can happen is that somebody knows a bit more about the church and about how you feel about it. I mean, honestly, that's the worst thing that could happen. So. Right. Patricia, thank you for being with us Yeah, today. thanks for having me. Love having you here. Love having all of you listening. We hope to hear from you. We thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Please share it with others in the spirit of missionary work, even though it serves my capitalist agenda, but please do so. Anyways, folks, this has been Sunday School Bonanza. Once again, lesson 11, the field is white, all ready to harvest. Go out there and get them and uh, have some fun. Talk to you later this week in Mormons. Bye-bye.